Well, what do you say we get this thing started, huh? It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. We could not do this without our great friends at Indiana Donor Network, driven to the number two, SaveLives.org. Thank you to them. Thank you to all the stations, all those folks potentially who have found us for the first time. Know we're here each and every week. I'm your host, and we have a great big show today. I say that every week, but it's true. We have a big show. Today, I just love talking to some of the great organizations that do good work here in the state of Indiana. So we're going to take a little bit of a hopscotch around. We're going to get two for one. And Scott Salmon joins us from Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, as well as Friends of the White River. What a great organization. And I saw recently that they put out or have a uh, released beer to help support in conjunction with Beer Brewery, B-I-E-R Brewery, a uh, a beer for the Friends of the White River. I think this is very cool, and there's always great stories and passion behind that. So Scott's going to give us an update on both organizations. Phil Seng is president of the TIP board. That should be very familiar to you because it is how we end every show and have for every one of our shows. Remember, folks, turn in a poacher, 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. You'll hear that at the end of the show, I'm sure. But... I want to make sure that people understand as we enter a hunting season, it's not just the hunting season. It's 365 days a year. They do such great work, and Phil is going to outline that. Andy Parrish, Andy Parrish Outdoors, another one of our regular contributors. He just got back with a bunch of scouts out in Colorado, one of my favorite places. They accomplished a 14er, and you never know where Andy is going to be, and that's why I always love to have him on. He loves to teach and loves his YouTube channel, so he's going to be joining us a little later. As you can see, it's a great big show. Scott Salmon joins us here when we return. He is on hold. Don't go anywhere. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. So great to be with you each and every Saturday. What a beautiful week. It's fall. All is right with the world. We have football going on and beautiful weather. What more could anyone ask for? Oh, well, maybe we've got some activities going this fall. How's that? Hunting is in full swing, and we are just days away from the opening of archery season. And before I get too much deeper, we couldn't do this show if it weren't for our friends at... Uh, our good friends at, oh my gosh, Indiana Donor Network. See, I've been doing this too long, and now it's too early in the morning. Indiana Donor Network, driven to savelives.org. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, it's great to have our friends who are joining us here regularly. And uh, Scott Salmon joins us. He is not only friends of the White River, but we also get a two-for-today backcountry hunters and anglers bha so scott you got double duty today and that's what i love about you you're just a man about town how have you been i've been i've been busy brian it's been a busy uh, kind of end of the end of the summer you transition to fall and um you know after the 
sweltering summer we've had here in Indiana, it feels like everyone's ready to get back out and, and do things outside again. So, Well, that would be me. It's just been a joy. I love this time of the year when it changes. And with that, it brings a lot of firsts, a lot of opportunities for families to get out in the woods. Our state parks and properties have never looked better and at capacity most of the time. Check local listings. And as always, deer season is upon us. We have uh, dove season. I'm going to be going out for the one of the final dove weekends, I guess. So with that, the organizations are very busy, too. What did I see recently uh, from the Friends uh, of the White River? There was a beer release uh, recently, and I want to know the story. <laughs> Well, every every good beer, there's a story behind it. So, Nobody ever had a good story that said I started with a salad. <laughs> right. So um, about six months ago, uh, the, the folks at Beer Brewery, uh, which is here in, in Indianapolis, and they're building a f- new facility, I think, um, up, uh, up in Hamilton County. Uh, they do. They're very generous with a number of nonprofits uh, in in the kind of central Indiana region and have done collaborative efforts uh, to to release beers as uh, fundraisers for the organization. So uh, we went uh, back and forth about kind of what kind of beer would would represent Friends of the White River best, and kind of our marquee program is the River School program, which has gotten thousands of Hoosiers the first paddling experience on the White River since we founded it back in 2006. So uh, the name was pretty easy and came up with the label and we weren't really sure what exactly a a river beer was, but uh, it's a low um, calorie kind of IPA, like a, uh, I think it's a four or five, uh, 4.5% alcohol beer, but nice and hoppy and uh, really great for after, uh, after a hot day on the river. Well, it sounds joyful to me, no matter what you say. And here you are. you All that research that went in and all that uh, focus group data that was important for you to taste and get the right beer and taste combination, right? I mean, that was that was hard work. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the beer brewery folks, I don't think they've ever released a, a beer that did not taste good. And so um, was really confident in what they were going to come out with. So we had a uh, release party uh, on f- last Friday and uh, had our rafts, uh, our 12-foot blue Hypalon rafts out kind of to draw in some business and members of the boards of directors and our staff were there. So we uh, had to pull together in a couple couple days because you never really know how production schedules are going to go. But yeah, we had a really great turnout at the 65th Street location and um, a lot of people were carrying cases <laughs> um, when they went home. So I think it was a successful event and a release. I think that's fantastic. So for those that might not be familiar, before we switch to BHA, what is Friends of the White River? There's probably yeah. folks that still don't know what that is. Yeah, good question. So Friends of the White River is a organization that operates to advocate for the protection and enhancement of the White River and all of its tributary streams and watersheds. So uh, we've been around since 1985, got our start uh, doing the downtown cleanup to deal with the illegal dumping that takes place in near um, the downtown area of Indianapolis and support cleanup efforts throughout uh, the watershed. We've, uh, after the fish kill in 1999 and the restoration effort, 
Um, most of our members were recreational paddlers, fishermen, boaters, and then folks who live along the White River. So we've been advocating for their interests um, for almost 40 years now. The River School program that I talked about that the Bureau Lease is going to help fund uh, the purchase of some new rafts. <laughs> um, we have an aging fleet of, uh, of whitewater rafts that need to be replaced. So um, that's kind of our our busy summer is we do outdoor education and then we uh also focus on the watershed restoration so we were able to bring someone on recently thanks to a generous grant for the nina mason polium charitable trust to uh deal with erosion along the banks of the white river and the streams that that feed into it so Scott, what's going a, on there is a lot going on and i appreciate that background let's switch to another hat i don't know where you find all the time but bha backcountry hunters anglers great organization national group really received a lot of momentum and does great work and i understand there was a rendezvous recently might want to explain for those from the beginning what what is bha so backcountry hunters and anglers is a as, as you mentioned a nationwide organization that advocates for public lands and access uh, to both land that may be landlocked and um, especially in Indiana, we have a lot of streams that are great fishable streams that you can't like access. And so improving public access to both our public lands and waters is a huge priority for the organization. Uh, they are really involved in some of the corner crossing uh, legal battles and debates going on out west. But those you know, court decisions and, and advocacy can have impact nationwide. Oh, I absolutely. I mean, that's that that's is. A, but that's a topic for a whole nother show to go into the border crossing thing. You so. know, it is what it is. That is so true. We talked to our good friends uh, over at the Sportsman Alliance in Ohio, who are out there every day in all fifty states, hundreds of law- lawsuits and following legislation. It's just insane. But you guys are a very social group. You've bonded. You've recruited. You use pint nights to bring your message out and get new people there. How have things been going overall with the organization? What do you have to look forward to? Yeah, we've got two really big things. Uh, some of our members um, and, and officers attended a, uh, a chainsaw training from the Forest Service, kind of like a train-the-trainer thing. So our ability to do service on public lands, especially habitat management work, is greatly enhanced because now we have, like, our own sawyers. <laughs> and that's going to um, hopefully increase with the training opportunities afforded by the, the Forest Service. So we're going to be doubling down on the the public land service in the upcoming year, I think. And, uh, yeah, our, our rendezvous, which is a, an annual gathering, this is the third year we've had it. Uh, we moved it from Glendale, where it had been the last two years, to uh, White River Campground in Hamilton County, kind of a more centrally located place. Uh, afforded us the opportunity to use that uh, archery range down there at Strawtown, uh, Katewi, for our competition. And we did some public land service, kind of maintaining the prairie they have um, at Strawtown and some great campfires and conversations. So, yeah, it was a great time. Scott, it's always great to visit with you and with all the work that you're out there doing. I know advocacy and getting people involved. What's your message? What do you want people to do? If there's somebody interested in say, I've got some time, I'm interested in some of this stuff. I like beer. <laughs> what, where do they get in touch with you? Well, for uh, backcountry hunters and anglers, um, you know, backcountryhunters.org is the website for that. Um, if you're here in central Indiana and 
Um, you want to do more stuff directly on the water, uh, friendsofwhiteriver.org. We're always looking for folks who are um, comfortable on the water paddling, regardless of what kind of paddle craft, uh, to recruit as volunteers for our river school program. Well, what are you going to be doing? You looking forward to fall hunting? You looking forward to some deer stands? What do you got going? What's your what's your favorite thing in the fall? Yeah, so there's like this 12 day period where they have a, a fall firearms turkey season, and uh, that's when I usually um, that's really my first time going out in the field. I kind of book those 12 days um, to get out as much as possible and uh, kind of go after both uh, turkey and deer. Um, from a blind so um, I'll have my <laughs> my crossbow out which is flexible enough to be used that way I don't have to be hauling a bunch of gear into the field so I've got uh, let's see I'll have a couple broadheads for deer and then a couple of the like two inch blades for um, for turkeys if I should see them so yeah that's kind of the plan for October and we'll see we'll see how much time I get in November when it comes to firearm season but hopefully I'll get back out in the blind well I hope you do too you know we I heard you mention stuff nationally and I know that we've got organizations the Indiana Wildlife Federation the Sportsman's Alliance all these organizations have advocates and are paying attention to what's going on in Washington but there seems to be an assault on access to public lands firearms even hunter education in our country yeah well, i saw that that was bizarre well there's there's a lot that's bizarre but i mean at the end of, I, I i don't know i mean if we aren't talking about this something's going to happen that has very bad unintended consequence what do you see on the national level that has you concerned or what are you paying attention to as bha and some of their initiatives yeah, I think one of the biggest uh, rulings, especially a national, you know, thing that happened that affects Indiana is the the recent Supreme Court ruling of Sackett versus EPA. Um, it was a a challenge to the Clean Water Act and um, really gutted a lot of the provisions um, in the Clean Water Act to protect wetlands and streams that aren't always surface connected to our waterways, the waters of the U.S. And so. It really makes it hard for um, states like Indiana that have also gotten rid of a lot of our wetland protections uh, to really keep our streams, you know, at a level where we have clean water and, and enough water for fish like smallmouth to thrive. Uh, it's hard. It's hard out there for the. I think the smallmouth and, and catfish and stuff, when the especially the White River, we're having to cancel some of our trips because there's just not enough water in the White River. And, you know, further getting rid of wetlands and, and not spending the, the time to, and more importantly, capital to rebuild some of our wetlands um, is just made more difficult by that Saget versus EPA ruling. Boy, I tell you what, it's a full-time job following the lunacy that comes out of Washington, D.C., and it's I think you used the word bizarre. I, I have many other words for that and this and other stuff that comes out of D.C., and it's, it's really just annoying uh, because so much resource, so much time has to be invested in following and defighting and defending, and a lot of this stuff just seems like such common sense. And when you're going to try to make it difficult even – to have hunter education, which is so successful historically for right. for hunters, how does that rationally make sense? I, it's just like it, a full-on assault. 
Well, and uh, you know, I you have you have a situation also with NASP, uh, the National Archeries in the Schools program, that was kind of caught up in that as well. Yes. Um, and I all I could think about was like, you know, one of the most popular Olympic sports is archery, and the NASP program is not just about you know teaching people to hunt with bows and arrows this is about like it's part of like the national pride of, of having uh our young people trained in in all these different sports and archery is one of the oldest sports and you know if you cut programs to a school that like promote archery like it'd be like cutting track and saying you can't get federal funds if you're teaching track it just that's what i mean by bizarre i think yes. not everyone really understood the repercussions of the um, their interpretations of, of the law that was passed. So I know that there's an effort going on to, I think it's a, a widely bipartisan effort uh, uh, that's going on to address the concerns of hunter education and, and archery in schools. So Scott, that's, real quickly in the time that we have left, give how to reach people for not only BHA, the backcountry hunters and anglers, but also for the great work that the Friends of White River is doing. Right. So backcountry hunters and anglers is backcountryhunters.org and then Friends of the White River, uh, friendsofwhiteriver.org. There you go. As simple as that. Scott, as always, great to have your contributions. Keep up the great work and a good fall. Let's put some meat in the freezer, huh? I sure hope so. <laughs> well, well, always great to have you. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. What a great way to kick off the show. Much more to come. Andy Parrish is next, right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. So good to visit with uh, Scott Salmon, who is backcountry hunters and anglers. He is on their board as well as Friends of the White River. So many things going on. Speaking of great groups, you've heard me say this, well, for 24 plus years now. Remember to turn in a poacher, 1-800-TIP-T-I-P-I-D-N-R. And joining me once again is Phil Seng. He is on the TIP board, president of the TIP board, I believe. Phil, how you been? Yeah, I've been great, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Well, Good it's my here. pleasure. You know, you're one of the great outdoor leaders with all the work that you do in your in your day job at DJ Case and helping a lot of folks around the country in conservation and wildlife issues. And you make your vocation your vacation because you're not you're just you're a great outdoor writer and communicator. And now uh, we have the opportunity to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and that's the tip program for those that might be new. Phil, what what is the tip board and what is the tip hotline? Yeah, thanks for asking. Well, um, gosh, I don't know how many years ago it was when it was first started, but it is a chance for citizens to get involved and turn in poachers or polluters if they see them uh, acting nefariously, as we say, in the field. So a chance to extend the reach of Indiana DNR law enforcement to get the you know bad folks out of the field that are stealing game, fishing game from folks like you and me. Phil, I 
you know, this is something that I think is a fantastic uh, opportunity. And I think the way you just described it is perfect. It's an opportunity for the extent to be an extension of law enforcement. But you're not ever expected to get involved in anything. It's an anonymous phone call and letting the law enforcement professionals do the work. But I've heard story after story from you and your colleagues and those good, the good works that come out of the tip hotline that you don't have to. It's not like NCIS, you know, where you know who did it or who done it. You know, you can oftentimes say, hey, I've heard this two or three times or I, I, I think something might be going on and let the law enforcement professionals handle. And is that a fair way to qualify it yeah it's really good brian and um, in fact we strongly encourage people don't take matters into their own hands under any circumstances even if you know exactly what happened but the other the old adage about if you see something say something right if something feels weird if something doesn't seem right you call that 1-800-TIP-IDNR and law enforcement will get involved and they'll investigate and if you know the more you know the better off we have uh, chances of, of making arrests and getting bad folks out of the field but uh yeah it can be it can be almost anything uh to get get them started and the other thing i wanted to mention about um the tip program in indiana is we have this the citizens advisory board kind of runs it so dnr law enforcement is you know the the law enforcement arm but it has a citizens advisory board attached there's only a handful of states like that in the country i think it's a really effective way to to make this collaboration between citizens folks like you and me and dnr law enforcement where um the tip board is able to help uh, allocate resources if you will to dnr so that like and for instance we've um, sponsored night flights, you know, extra time in the air where officers can spot people that are jacklighting for deer, let's say, or we helped uh, stand up the canine program, which is really one of the most respected canine programs in all the country. So a really neat uh, organization, a really neat way to collaborate, but really the, the eyes and ears in the field are, are folks like you and me when we're out there, right? We're, we've got the orange army out there every fall. And uh, if you see something that doesn't seem right, or you see somebody that's doing something they shouldn't be call that number and get law enforcement on it so here's what i've also learned over the years very rarely does someone have the 360 on everything but let's assume yes that does happen but the see something say something thing which has become so popular in other cultural areas couldn't be more alive in this conversation because you don't know what those officers don't know and anything you might think it's inconsequential but because this is their career and their their profession they may very well have bits and pieces where that information that you think is inconsequential actually is something that's extraordinarily helpful to them let them be the be the one to make sure that that is a go or no go with whatever happens on the tip line but don't don't not call how's that for a double negative because you don't think you have the answer i like it yeah, it's well said, and um, we, we hear about it all the time. It's one of the neat things about being on the board is we get some, you know, we get to see a lot of these cases. We, we hear about the calls that come through the hotline, see the cases being made, and a lot of times that does happen just as you say. You know, law enforcement may have uh, uh, just nuggets, little bits and pieces, suspicions maybe, and um, the, the one piece that you have that you've seen may be the piece that, that can allow them to make the case. I know there's a couple of 
pending cases in Indiana where um, not hunted species, but uh, bald eagle cases and whooping crane, you know, federally endangered whooping cranes. There's there's only a few hundred left in the world. They migrate through Indiana and uh, we've made cases in the past and we have some pending cases now that there may be a, uh, one of your listeners out there right now that, that has seen something or, or hear, heard something, and that would be great to, to get a little more information to help make the case that, that brings those offenders to justice. We're talking about the tip board, 1-800-TIP-IDNR, and it's the way we end our show. But you do a lot of other stuff, an opportunity for you perhaps to give yourself a commercial here. You're involved in an awful lot of planning and strategic initiatives and working with states and other departments of natural resources. What are some of the big topics? Yeah, it's been just a great, I mean, I just love what I do because, as you say, I get to work with um, state departments of fish and wildlife all around the country. And one of the things we've been doing a lot of lately is the so-called R3 movement, recruitment, retention, and reactivation of hunters, anglers, and shooters. And as you know, and you shared on your program many times, sometimes hunters and anglers don't know that they are the ones that pay for the bulk of conservation done in this country. But there is a big... um, there's not as many people doing these activities as there used to be. And so trying state agencies are trying to um, figure out how to encourage more people to, to continue this tradition on and, and to take up these activities when they're interested in doing so. And so we at DJ Case are able to help a bunch of agencies do that. We're working actually with Indiana, Indiana DNR as one of the 04 or 5 state fish and wildlife agencies we are currently working with to develop strategic plans for the R3 movement to just try to encourage more people to get outside and enjoy these these wonderful resources that that we've enjoyed for so long. So it's been really awesome to do that. Um, and I would encourage all of your listeners to, if they know someone, have someone in their family that is interested in getting outside, please help them take that step because we need more people out there uh, enjoying the great outdoors. Connections to nature, it's just been proven over and over through the medical field, psychological field. There's just lots of benefits to the human person in spending time connected with the great outdoors. So Couldn't help agree people with that get out more. there. Well, there is always the opportunity, if it leads to a conviction, for that confidential call to have a reward. That shouldn't be the motivation, but I want of that to be out there for sure. Thanks for all that you do and all those citizen advisory board members on behalf of the TIP program, 1-800-TIP-IDNR. You're going to hear about it very soon when I end this show, but we're not doing that right now, okay? (laughs) Always great to visit with you, my friend. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate being on. My pleasure. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, one of the great ones, Phil Sang and the TIP Advisory Board. Don't go anywhere. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. I'm your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We can say it, TIP, 1-800-TIP-IDNR. You're going to hear it again soon. Back right after this. is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great one we've had. Many thanks to Phil Singh and his folks at DJ Case. Many thanks to Scott Salmon, who is with the Friends of the White River, the Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. We're just taking a trip around some of my favorite groups, and Andy Parrish Outdoors is one of them. Andy, it's our time of the year, although you're busy 365 days a year creating good content with all the Andy Parrish Outdoors stuff that you do, but how you been? 
I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. I keep following you and see you around, and uh, you've had some adventures here. What's the most recent on your adventure list? Well, we just got back from taking uh, 15 a group of 15 10 scouts out to Colorado for a little high adventure. So we were climbing 14ers, uh, chasing off mountain goats, uh, taking some pictures of some big bull moose, um, enjoying some time in the wilderness. Well, I saw some pictures that you posted on social media. I know you love to teach and you make what you talk about uh, part of your personal habit, if you will, and you take other people, you're involved in young people's lives, and you get your own great adventures along the way, but there's nothing more beneficial than taking those kids out there and doing a 14er with uh, some of those teenagers. What'd they think of that? Uh, they thought it was a challenge, but uh, when they got to the top, it was just amazing to see you know their eyes wide, taking that all in. It was, it was really a cool experience. I hope none of them, you know, I've, I've done several 14ers myself, and you know what, puckers, because I, I still have a fear of heights. Did they all make it? Uh, everybody made it. We, we did split into two groups. So we had uh, uh, one group with some dads that wanted to go at a little more leisurely pace, and a couple of the youngsters that, uh, you know, are a bunch of athletes that, that wanted to, to race to the top. So it, it doesn't uh, matter if it, it doesn't matter group. if you're 15 or 55. Isn't that the way every group works out? It seems. <laughs> well, and I think that part of the fun too is to try and make it uh, accessible for everybody. So you're going to get different age ranges, different ability levels, and there's none of that that means that you can't get out there and enjoy it. It's just a matter of trying to customize it to fit your needs. Well, I know that you do a lot of video and you do a lot of teaching through your YouTube channel and the forums that you're involved in. Did you get any good video, any teaching content? Yeah, we did. Um, I already posted the video of uh, climbing uh, Gray's Peak, um, the 14er in Colorado. Um, so that one's up on Andy Parrish Outdoors on YouTube and, and on Rumble as well. And then um, soon to follow, probably within the next couple weeks, I'll post our four backpacking trip in the Lost Creek Wilderness in Colorado where we got you know caught in a lightning storm we we had some moves on the final day um, some epic climbs and views just just a lot of fun well you just said a lot right there uh, because that that's all great high adventure you talked about the goats so have you been over in the Chicago basin on the western side between uh, Durango and Silverton there's some 14ers up in that area have you ever been up on that in that area called the Chicago basin no but I am scheduled next uh, summer fall I've already got it on the books that will be doing four sections of the Colorado Trail from Silverton ending in Durango. I love it. Well, it feels like you're in a different country. It's one of the most majestic, scenic backcountry that I could ever imagine. You've got big, tall peaks all around you. You've got a creek in the middle where you can kind of set up your own spike camps. And we spent three or four days there trying to chase down some 14ers. But most of the time, we chased off mountain goats. And those <laughs> things, you know, they are the funnest things to watch because they would be miles away as little dots, perhaps over on the next ridge. And before we even could bat an eye, those folks spotted us those critters spotted us and were coming across and they were looking for salt 
in every form. They even warned us, the rangers warned us, don't have anything that has sweat or urine or anything that has a human salt component to it because they'll come they'll come after and eat your trekking poles. Did you experience any of that stuff? I had a couple close encounters when I was trying to, you know, go to the bathroom and uh, I, I, st- I stared down one of those billies that I said, there's going to be, there's going to be an, uh, an, in- an incident here if you don't back down, but it's kind of human, it's kind of humbling and humiliating at the same time when you're caught in a very auspicious moment with a billy goat staring at you three feet away. Yeah, we were climbing up um, on our 14er up grays. Uh, we got about, oh, I'd say about a third of the way up, and there's two, one in particular, standing right dead smack in the middle of the trail, would not budge. And at first, we kind of took him as standoffish, and we thought, all right, let's give him a wide berth. You know, let's let's uh, go 20, 30 yards around the trail and, and you know, join back on and pass. And he's just kind of staring at us the entire time. And it wasn't until we were on our way back down that we ran into another group of them. And they were actually following us down the trail. <laughs> so we didn't have any warning from the rangers. We just thought, wow, we must be the, uh, the fun group where they're used to getting food from hikers or, or something along those lines. So it's interesting you mentioned the salt uh well, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, when you're doing what Mother Nature calls one to do and you're away from your camp and then all of a sudden you realize that you've got three or four billies walking your way and you're trying to have the conversation with them and be rational and reasonable. Like, don't come any closer because there's going to be a problem. <laughs> but, boy, I tell you what, if you, you know the the sweat on the cushioning of your trekking poles or your socks or rocks yeah. you know they'll come and lick rocks worth stuff it's just they're fascinating but they're so special to watch in the wild so elusive to hunt but yet i guess if you just go hike in certain areas of colorado they just come after you and want to <laughs> lick your sweat I guess. I guess. Well, you, I, I love to promote you and your teaching and your videos. So how can people watch this most recent trek on Grays and some of the learning that took place there or your other videos? Yeah, you can go find me at Andy Parrish Outdoors. That's P-A-R-R-I-S-H on YouTube and on Rumble. I'm on both places. You can also follow me uh, on Instagram as well. I'm posting some of those pictures that you're mentioning about the goats, the moose, uh, some of those views so do your uh, scouts have other trips planned this winter i'm a big fan of winter hiking and trekking um we've got a few things that we're looking at we try and go out every month um i don't know that we've got anything extremely epic going i'm actually trying to do outside of the scouts another trip maybe up to the boundary waters for some deep winter hot tenning and snowshoeing and ice fishing and all that fun stuff um, we're going to try and break the record uh, that we hit last year of negative 24 degrees below zero. So oh. um, <laughs> that sounds we so can glorious. get to 40. That sounds so glorious right now. <laughs> well, Andy, it's always great to visit with you. You're one of the best. And uh, thanks for all of your stewardship for the young folks and leadership within Scouts, plus your own great adventures. Andy Parrish Outdoors, check him out. And we will make sure you're back here. Keep posting all the great pictures, my friend. I'm glad the Billies didn't get you. Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. See you, brother. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great guy. I always enjoy visiting with him. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. We are hosted, of course, and sponsored by Indiana Donor Network, driven to savelives.org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this.
Time flies. We know that. Don't need to regurgitate it because I say it every week. I learn something every week. Time flies so quickly and with great guests. Why wouldn't it? Scott Salmon kicked things off, giving us a great chit-chat about the backcountry hunters and anglers. And what a cool story about releasing for Friends of the White River uh, in conjunction with Beer Brewery, a beer that uh, he described as a mild uh, but hoppy beer. And I don't know any better way to end a BHA volunteer day or Friends of the White River volunteering or anything for that matter and not enjoying a good uh, Friends of the White River through Beer Brewery. Phil Singh, the tip board, great organization. Of course, you know about them through the great work. Uh, that they do helping to piece together and let the law enforcement officials take your tips and do a much better job. 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R, of course. And uh, Andy Parrish, truly one of the great ones out there, taking a bunch of kids out, doing some 14ers and involving himself with scouts. But Andy Parrish Outdoors, great YouTube site, great Hoosier. I always love his adventures. So, when it comes to another show, guess what we're going to do? Remember to turn in a poacher, right? What is it? 1-800-TIP-I-D-N-R. It's that time of the year, folks. Make sure eyes and ears are all put to good use. We'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. See you outside, everybody. Mm-hmm.